welcome to Vitally You, a podcast created to introduce you to the tools that will be your roadmap for feeling younger while growing older. I'm your host, Dana Frost, a wellness expert, life coach, and energy medicine practitioner. Here's what you can expect. Conversations about vitality from the inside out with guest experts in the field of health, culture, and spirituality and solo episodes along the way from me where I do deep dives into the topics of aging, heart intelligence, energy medicine, and your innate capacity to heal. If you want to feel younger while growing older, this is the place for you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vitally You podcast. This is Dana, and I'm coming to you this week from Chicago. I am joined this week by Rachel White. Rachel is known as the skeptical shaman. She is here for the spiritually homeless. She blends real world pragmatism, her sense of humor and ancient tools and techniques into her practice as a trained shaman, medium, energy practitioner, self-published author and flower essence maker. As one client wrote in a Yelp review, Rachel White is the Amy Schumer of shamanic practitioners. She is equal parts blunt as she is spiritually unique breaking every preconceived notion of the traditional image of what it means to live a spiritual life. She is simply put for the spiritually curious, but noncommittal who are looking for a more profound sense of meaning. I met Rachel through a client. Rachel used to live in Chicago and it's really been delightful to get to know her over the past, I guess it's been a couple of months. She's with us today to talk about her floral essences grown, cultivated, harvested, and distilled with her own hands, fueled by love and the power of intention. You know how much I love essential oils. You know how much I love handcrafted small batch. This is Rachel with her floral essences. When she began to talk to me before this episode about her floral essences, I was absolutely hooked. I started experimenting with a few. She's here today to talk about the process of how she grows them, the healing qualities of some of the plant essences. And I have to tell you, Rachel's response to my question at the end of the episode, what does feeling younger while growing older mean to you? It was by far my favorite answer to this question. So be sure to stay tuned to the end of our conversation. Rachel, welcome to the Vitally You podcast. I'm really just so excited to have you as a guest. You have so much to share and I'm just really looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Thanks for having me again, again. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everybody, we are going to dive into the world of floral essences. And I had a session with Rachel recently to talk about floral essences and to determine which ones I wanted to use after I did actually did experiment with, what was the one that you sent me that I just loved? It was grandmother and ancestry energy. Yeah, it's a joke on my grandmother. I call it dead grandma, which she would find very funny, by the way. And it's it's marigold. Yeah, and it's meant yeah. to sort of root you in that ancestry, sacral chakra, kidneys, what we were mm-hmm. talking about a little bit yesterday. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, well, everybody knows I love healing from nature and that gentle cradle of support that we receive when we connect ourselves to the healing powers of nature. And so... I think everybody's going to really enjoy learning about your floral essences. And what I really appreciate, I deeply appreciate, Rachel, is that you are actually growing 
the plants. And I think that's really important for people to understand this at a cellular organic nature. Your whole system is making contact with these floral essences and the energy behind that. I have goosebumps just thinking about it, that it's this very high human to nature touch that creates the essences that you're bringing into the world. So tell us a little bit, how did you get to this place in your life? I know you came out of corporate, but how did you get to where you are, where you're actually in the dirt growing floral essences? I know you're a shaman. So give us a little insight into your history. Sure. Yeah. I've been actively doing shamanism with clients, mainly in Chicago. As, as you know, I just moved to Austin, Texas for about a decade. And for much of that time, I was doing it off the side of my desk, working in corporate outsourcing. I was an innovation director for a global company. So it was nothing but scale, nothing but abstractions, nothing human. So your, your point about the human nature scale, none of that was present in my life for a very long time. And then COVID hit in Chicago and people who don't live in a city like LA, Chicago, New York don't understand because here when we moved to Texas, they're like, what do you mean you were locked down? I'm like, oh no, no. Yeah, that was like, there was legit quarantine. You couldn't go anywhere. So you're in the middle of the West Loop in my case. And I remember thinking, I want an excuse to go outside and connect with nature. The conservatories, like Garfield Park and all that, you had to make an appointment. And that was even when it opened. So nothing nature-wise was accessible to me. So we had a balcony, we had a roof deck where we lived in the West Loop, but I also had a meditation center in Oak Park that had, if you jumped from a uh, fire escape, you had another roof. And I'm like, that's going to be a garden. So with the help of my husband, we just got planners, went out and just started planting things. And I did not intend to make flower essences. It was just about being close to nature and growing things. I need to do something or I'm going to lose my mind. And as I was doing it, I noticed this energy with the plants like they all had a different personality and I got really curious because of mint so we had all these mint plants and they flowered and this sounds like I'm such a rube and I am but I was like I didn't know mint plants flowered mint flowers and they were covered in bees on my balcony and like left us alone never felt scared but just busy busy and so I googled like is there a metaphysical energy to mint and it was like yeah it generates activity and cash flow and money and so I was like, I'm going to make flower essences. Like these things are magical. And my husband's a chef. So, you know, we like little projects that involve jars and measuring devices and all that stuff, right? It's very chef oriented. And then accidentally discovered that they work. They're really powerful. And so when we moved to Texas, we went from about six essences to 80. So I'm not good with proportion. We're pushing it. But all these different things we can grow and just really trying to get them in the hands of people because they work. And, and I say that as someone who went in skeptical and was surprised. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm so glad I asked you that because I did not know that's how you got into it. Such an accident. You'll find if you follow joy, it, it sounds silly, but it, there really is truth to it. You find the things that end up being crucial for you personally, but for your business. I never thought about making money that way either with something that I was just enjoying. And friends were like, well, can I have one? And then they would email me about how they worked. I'm like, oh, this is like a thing. I should do this. Yes. That's such a beautiful story. And follow your joy. It's actually, no, it's called the joy diet. Dr. Martha Beck is the person who trained me in life coaching. She published a very small book years ago called the joy diet. And it is all about following your joy. And, and that 
you are absolutely right. Energetically, when we're following our joy, everything just opens up. Yes. You get into a state that the Chinese call Wu Wei, which means the invisible rivers, you know, the current that carries you. And everybody focuses a lot on grinding and what I should do and spreadsheeting things out, you know, the flower essences in a Gantt chart. And what you're missing is the serendipity that comes when you just sort of do things. And so what's funny is, you know, I'll make more progress than maybe other people that are more organized or planning more methodically just because I'm joyful and I'm doing it. It sort of works itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love that. That's how I feel about this podcast, actually. Yeah. I have a meditation before each episode. I set the intention, but I don't do a lot of preparation. If I'm on someone's podcast, I actually will listen to several of their podcasts. So I know them, I know their listeners, but I go into it just with openness, no constriction. I go into it with joy and it's, yeah, I I think that's just. And it works out great. Your podcast is great. And it's funny. I am sort of allergic to anything. Maybe it's because I was in corporate so long. And a lot of what I did was write scripts for CEOs. A couple of weeks ago, I was ghostwriting as a CEO from the World Economic Forum. And you see how rote everything is, you know, and how flattened and, and bureaucratic. And so anytime I hear someone who's rehearsed at all, I just want to turn it off because I'm mm-hmm. so saturated with that. Mm-hmm. The spontaneity of a real conversation is exciting. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's around the next corner. So you want to like listen. It, it's organic and it's unfolding. I love, I love that about your podcast. It's actually what I love about Joe Rogan's podcast, too, is you yes. literally have no idea where it's gone. You can be surprised in a million directions. Yeah. That's so true. We're on the same track on that one, Rachel. Okay, so let's let's talk about your floral essences. Yeah. My little friends. So we did the first round in Chicago. And what I did was I asked certain friends, including our mutual friend Jen, right, mm-hmm. if they could beta test them. And so this is one of those funny tricks that I actually took from corporate is you learn working with tech companies. They're all about failing small, failing early and failing often via beta tests. It's something that they call agile work streams. We don't need to get into that. It's really boring and Harvard Business Review. But in other words, like send them to people, ask them what they think and, and just say, hey, if I give this to you, I really would like honest feedback. Like, do not compliment me. Like this is we're testing a product. Right. And everybody used it. I was getting all these emails, um, in particular, the Rose one, which I named after an MMA fighter. Her name's Thug Rose was people were having emotional releases, like intense shedding experiences. And I went, OK, this might be a little more than what I was thinking so I tr- started trying them months after everybody else. So classic for me. I was like, oh, why haven't I tried them? I'm always the last to know. And every time I start taking th- this bad boy, freshly minted, which I have to put away from the others. Hold that right there. I'm going to take a screenshot. Okay. There's my little friend. This is the money one. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Every second day I'm taking that, I get barraged with corporate clients who want to hire me for consulting or freelance writing. And usually I get other opportunities with Totem and things like that. And so I had to put it away because I kept mindlessly putting it in my evening tea, my nighty night tea. And then I would get inundated. I'm like, I don't have capacity. And so what I like too about the way the essences work is this is very classic shamanism, very classic, like what I would call light witchcraft, white magic, where it's not just giving me money. It's giving me opportunities to make money. There's always still that imbalanced natural energy exchange, right? And then this one, which is for time, it's time is on my side, 
made it out of time flowers. Time flowers too, guys. Trust me, I was the last to know on that as well. I'm like, you have little flowers. Um, when you want more time, more time havingness or abundance, you're not going to be as busy with work. And so everything slows down. So they're in simpatico with the natural world. You're not getting something without earning it, without an exchange, even though they're sort of witchcrafty. It's not, it's not instant gratification without some other side effect, frankly. And it's why we do the consultations because I want to make sure if someone's taking it, they're ready for the shift that's going to happen and it's in the right direction. Yeah. And that brings to mind for me, this idea of we really, those of us in this work, we're moving away from quick fixes and we're moving into feminine energy of collaboration mm-hmm. and Yes, nature is one of the purest forms of healing. It offers that cradle of support, but it actually requires our interaction and our engagement. We have to say yes. We have to sink our energy and participate. And, you know, for instance, Thug Rose, the emotional heart chakra healing resilience um, flower essence, everybody who takes it has a release. Now, to a lay person, you're seeing someone crying and you go, wait, that's not helping their emotional state. They're in pain. They're in grief. They're crying. And it's like, no, but that's the path to healing. You have to release that. You have to walk into the grief. You have to acknowledge it. So they work in a very healthy, I would say, constructive way versus I take a pill and I feel better way, which is really what we see in the Western world. Yeah, that's a masking of the symptoms. It's not a healing of the symptoms. You're not treating anything. And I was so blown away. And I'm not a prude about substances. I do plant medicine. I microdose psilocybin when when I feel like I need it. But in Chicago, where I lived, even in my building, I'd go up to the roof deck and everybody's on Xanax drinking wine. And I'm thinking, like, first of all, you're going to go. You can't withdraw from that on your own. You can you have to go to a formal detox place that knows how to handle benzos in the casual nature with which these get handed out like candy was surprising and upsetting to me. And so I'm trying to, if you will, take up market share from that with things that are not addictive, that are not harmful, that make you, as you put it, do a little bit of the, the work too. Um, and that way you're not hitting snooze on the inevitable bill that always comes due with that stuff. Pay today or pay a couple of years from now. I'd rather pay today. I'd rather do it and walk through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's really beautiful, Rachel. Very well, very well described. Yeah, and if your life is so, and I, I've been there too. I mean, for years I took Ambien. I was overworked. I was jet lagged. And I had a couple of TIAs. I, I mentioned that yesterday. And it's like the answer is not taking something that's going to sedate you. If your life is that chaotic and stressful, you need to fix what your life is. Like, what's the parts of the machine that aren't working for me that I'm working for and it's not giving back? And evaluate that. I don't think a lot of people want to do that. They just kind of want to power through. And that gets rewarded in corporate to the nth. Like, so-and-so worked 90 hours last week, you know, and you're cheering. And I'm thinking, why are we celebrating someone who doesn't delegate, who doesn't know how to be efficient, maybe? Like, to me, it's not worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. I think one of the gifts of the pandemic, Rachel, is that that is shifting. It, um, is. it seems to be shifting. I think that we had a wake up call that maybe that hamster wheel wasn't working. It certainly doesn't work for us. And when you look at, at publicly traded companies in particular, 
all they really care about are their quarterly earnings and their shareholders' sentiments. So whether or not they're creating any real value in the marketplace is beside the point. If they're valued a certain way and the stock's splitting and making money, they don't care about their communities. And, you know, the, what blew my mind, I don't know why it took me so long, but I realized the root of the word corporation is corpse in Latin. Oh. And I had never connected that. I'm like, yeah, corporations are not living. They're animated corpses. And so they're not here to generate life energy. That's not their function. Yeah, the only, yes, the thing that I am always confronted with when I hear, you know, the negative talk about corporations is that I have my husband as a model who has been in corporate America his entire career and the community that he, and publicly traded companies, the community that he creates in his companies, the leadership, the development, I am always impressed when I go to the company holiday party. We haven't, they haven't had one in a couple of years, but people are so connected in, in the company that he works with. They are so happy to be working so there are, oh, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. And I think that one of the things my husband says, corporations are made up of people. And so I think, yes, there are exceptions. And I'm, I guess I'm just particularly happy to have that exception so close to me where I see actually our daughters have gone into corporate America. And I think that it is because they have seen the model of their father who has had a very rich relationship, rich career in yeah. corporate America. And well, he's showing everybody how it, how it can be done. Yes. And, and to that point, I think what's been happening is people just, it's like anything else. You know, if you're doing coaching work, you're doing a spiritual session for someone. So many people have self-limiting beliefs. Like I've heard CEOs say, well, we were not in charge. It's the shareholder. You know, these things of like, I can't, it's not possible. And it's not true. Those are myths. And if anything, one of one of my goals with what I do, and I also, by the way, I do advocate for the people in corporate. It's funny. I was talking to literary agents about a book concept around skeptical shamanism in, in the business world. And they go, I said, no, 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 my top clients, like the first people who went in and bought a bunch of the totem tarot decks or whatever it is, they are C-suite and corporations. And they need this. Like we we have to talk to them and we have to help them because you change them like your husband is such a beacon, it sounds like, in that that world, right? He's shining a light like a lighthouse. If we can light some other lighthouses up, we can shift that negative trend, that self-cannibalizing kind of commoditized race to the bottom trend. And, you know, you bring up such an awesome point, which is we can't just sit on the bench and bitch. This is my number one complaint about energy workers and my own people, right? It's like, if you don't like it, get in Put some skin in the game, get in it, get invested, because it's never going to change just by you tweeting or whatever. You're, like, that's not a real solution. Mm-hmm. So I got into spiritual transformation coaching for the first time this past year because I was so allergic to the word coach. I've seen so many coaches, especially, by the way, in the spiritual space that are just kind of bullshit artists. Or, you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't want to be associated with it. I, all these criticisms. And then I realized I have to do something if this is a bee in my bonnet like this. I'm going to take market share. I'm going to show them like your husband, maybe the right way. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to move it in that direction, trying to activate other coaches, other practitioners who do it the right way and take market share. Mm -hmm. I love that. Back to market, thinking about market share. Let's talk some more about the floral essences. 
Absolutely. So yeah, these bad boys, we're going to be bottling them starting in the next few weeks, but because we do them a very old school way. So like you said, I plant organic seed. We grow them all from seed, organic soil. We don't use any chemicals because it's a real concentrate, as you can see. You know, you don't want to be drinking a bunch of glyphosate from Monsanto every time you take healing energy medicine. That's a bit contradictory. So we put a bunch of praying mantis eggs out there. They're a pest control. They all hatched. We've got mantises all over the garden doing doing the good work, lizards, toads, birds, whole ecosystem, a couple snakes, not poisonous, little garden snakes. And so now we're at the phase where we take them out of the jars, which it's the plant product with sort of a version of Everclear. And what that does is it pulls all the terpenes, all the antioxidants, all the medicine out of the plant. We strain it, mix it with filtered water quite a bit, by the way. So it's very, very, very low alcohol incredibly low. It's just enough to make sure it doesn't rot the organic Mm -hmm. matter. And I work with clients in consultations to figure out what are the right ones for them. We add more or less as needed. I'm a big fan of like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. That was another thing I learned in corporate, adding more people to a project almost never fixes it, by the way. And if something's working, kind of leave it, leave it be. There's something good going on there. And yeah, my favorite part of my week, this is a bit embarrassing, but it's true, is packaging them to ship them. So I have a friend who's like, I'm going to get you set up on e-commerce. We're going to outsource this. Someone's going to wrap them and send them for you. I go, don't take my favorite part of my week for me. Because when you're so busy and you're in that corporate landscape, you don't ever get that tactical experience of wrapping something, mm-hmm. you know, putting a little sticker on it, a little tissue paper, putting the address and like calling UPS or requesting they show up and like handing these off to that person that's going to go to other people. Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling to slow down and just be present with that. And also knowing like there, there are babies, like every, we've been gestating these. And and I think touching it that way as a shaman with that kind of intentional purpose, I think it shifts the energy of the product too. Have you ever seen pictures of water that's been Reiki? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, yeah, I think we add a little something to everything that's tangible material that we send to someone else. Mm-hmm. I echo that sentiment. I definitely had that high touch with all of my oils and my blends, the essential oil blends. Which I'm going to get on, by the way. I love aromatherapy and I'm not good at it. So I'm going to ping you for that. I love that stuff. Yeah. So I'm curious, Rachel, what part of the plant do, are you distilling? Is it the floral part? Yeah. I I, I don't know. I'm really curious. So this is valerian and valerian doesn't flower in a traditional way. So Mm -hmm. these are the leaves the stems. Now I can do this because nothing is poisonous or like high allergen about valerian. And that's what they use if you drink valerian tea. It's the leaves and things like that. But this is the passion flower and we just do the flowers. And these are big, beautiful, crazy looking flowers. Passion flower too, though, we have a bunch of passion fruit growing outside as well. And I am thinking of making a tincture with that as well. You know, what bartenders I think would call shrub. Um, yeah. It's a ripe fruit. And the main goal is just to get the medicine out of the plant. And so with the case of hemp, the terpenes and all the good stuff are just as much in the leaves as they are the bud. So we use both. Rose, it's only the petals. So it kind of, there's a good deal of variety. And what's really interesting is when I bought all these seeds, I did it over, I took a bit of a break in the winter. This is my version of a break, is buying a bunch of seeds. And I did it totally intuitively. Like I saw a plant, I was like, I want to grow that. And then later researched, well, what are some of the metaphysical properties of flower essence? What are some of the health benefits? 
And my intuition of what the plant did was exactly what it does. And I'm convinced, like, I'm not a, I don't have any superpowers. I'm convinced as humans, we have genetic memory of all of this. And so what I would say to everybody is if you're interested in any of this, you know, you go to Whole Foods, they have Bach flower essences. Those are great, by the way. It's a German dude who did that. But do it intuitively. Be like, I don't know why I want this. And then look it up. And it will shock you. It will shock you how that fits into what you want to be managing for yourself in your life. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm really looking forward to the ones that help soothe the nervous system. I have a, you know, I had a couple of TIAs. I've got PTSD. So things like valerian, lavender, chamomile, Meyer lemon, the terpenes reduce inflammation. It helps you chill out. It supports you in this deep tranquility in your bones, which Mm -hmm. I don't feel that often. You know, and the other thing is, I think, Dana, you probably come across this if you're a health coach or you're, you're a functional medicine expert or you're a shaman, people think you're in perfect health and everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, we got into this because we're wounded healers. Like we had to heal ourselves and therefore we learned things. It's a constant journey. I couldn't make my monthly office hours calls with the nutrition group and our teacher, Andrea Nakayama, but I was listening to the recording yesterday and it's the whole conversation was around practitioners saying, I'm having a health crisis. This, my Mm -hmm. autoimmune is flaring. And I, how can I be helping others when this is happening to me? And, and Andrea said, precisely because it's happening to you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a coaching client who she's a nutritionist. She's incredibly, incredibly gifted and trained and very knowledgeable in everything she does. She's also stunningly beautiful. She's a model actress, you know, just bone structure from heaven. And you'd think this person has it all together, right? And we got, we're, we're at nearing the end of the coaching program and she's launching her business. And she was like, I've had this digestive issue for weeks. And how am I supposed to help people? And she was really upset about it. How am I supposed to help people when I can't help myself? Like really feeling a genuine imposter syndrome moment. And I was like, oh no, this is what it is all the time, all the time. I'll have a Saturday with tarot readings with clients and there's a theme to that day. And that theme resonates with me too. That's something I need to look at too. Every time it mm-hmm. never ends the, mm-hmm. the work and the personal development. I think the key is not being neurotic about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so many life coaches and stuff out there, they really poke at people's shortcomings mm-hmm. instead of going like, it, like radical acceptance. Like, yeah, we'll try and grow in that direction, but let's look at what you're really good at. What do you enjoy? And let's do more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. So Rachel, can you, as we're nearing the end, and this is the Vitally You podcast, Feeling Younger, Growing Older, are there some floral essences that you can recommend for people who really want to expand their vitality? Yes. Anything that the pollinators love, that are really busy with pollinators, I've learned, those are the ones that energize and give you a little injection of vitality. So one that may not seem obvious is milkweed. It grows in ditches on the sides of highways and all of that. Milkweed has tons of medicine in it, these tiny little white flowers. So that's a really good one. We call that the wake up essence because it's waking you up, number one, higher energy level physically, physiologically, but also spiritually. I want to wake up. I'm getting a call. I want to heat it. I want to listen to it. Another one is the passion flower, which I'm calling plumed serpent as a play on kundalini. So kundalini energy, you're core chi and pranayama, getting that rocking and rolling. And passion flower reduces all kinds of bad things in your nervous system hormonally. It's really good. It actually helps you sleep. 
not like as a sedative, but it just puts you in a different vibrational state where you're sleeping when you're supposed, you're supposed to be and you're awake when you're supposed to be, right? And then the other one specifically for women is the maiden mother crone essence. It's made with evening primrose. And that, that naming is a play on a goddess, Hecate, who's the goddess of transitions. So like birth, childbirth, you know, menopause, death, all those crossroads that we experience, she governs them. And specifically, physically, you know, primrose reduces um, high estrogen levels. So I'm taking it. I have outrageous amounts of estrogen from taking birth control for so many years. And it helps you with night sweats. I'm a hot sleeper. You know, I like to sleep. My husband jokes, it's a mausoleum in here, like a winter mausoleum. It's so cold. So all of these little medicines can really help tweak things. And I know when I, I don't sleep as hot and my hormones are better regulated, I feel like I'm 20 years old again, very quickly. I've learned hormones are a big thing for me. And when I kind of unlock that a little bit, it just, the sky's the limit. Wow. Those are great suggestions. I can't wait to get my essences in the coming weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, Rachel, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners as we wrap this conversation up? I would just say if you get a hit that you should be taking something or you're drawn to a certain flower, sometimes our subconscious mind speaks to us in fairly literal symbols. Like sometimes take it literally, right? So when I'm drawn to a plant or I want more of it around me, I'll Google what is what does that flower essence do? Because maybe my brain's telling me, my energy body wants me to start taking it. And I would also just say, if anybody's interested in these, I do them via a a short consultation, which you went through. It's not painful, I promise, guys. But I don't want to send you, for instance, if you're super busy and you're making tons of money, you don't need freshly minted. It's just going to add to the chaos. So we just try and and navigate the little levers on that, the energy body. So we're we're doing things responsibly. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, um, I will make sure in the show notes, we have all of your contact information for the community to contact you and get connected over these essences. And what does feeling younger while growing older mean to you? It, it feels really rebellious. It kind of feels like a middle finger to the nonsense around women, what we're supposed to be at various stage gates. And it just, it's so in a way for me, it, it, it's titillating because it feels a little mischievous. Like I'm not doing what you think I should be. And it's a nice little surprise. That might be my favorite response to that question ever. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah, thank you. I I mean it too. I think if we can can show people what's possible, life gets very interesting on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest this week, Rachel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me on the Vitally You podcast. If you are enjoying these conversations, please hit subscribe and download spread the love with the review and share it with your friends. If you haven't yet downloaded my free ebook checklist for daily vitality, you'll find the link in the show notes. I created this guide for my clients from everything I learned during my own health crisis in 2011. And I want to thank NYC Lauren for this review. Dana Frost podcast is a treasure through sharing her personal story, as well as her deep experience as a functional nutrition and life coach. She models what it means to live a life of vitality. I especially appreciate her emphasis on healing and how the family in a myriad of forms is at the core of personal and community health. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate that review. Don't forget, I select one reviewer each month to win a sleeve of Eon Patches. 
LifeWaves Eon Anti-Inflammatory Patch moves the nervous system from fight and flight to rest and heal. Experience the power of the patch on your journey of feeling younger while growing older. It's so simple to win. Just enter a review, screenshot it, and send the screenshot to Dana at DanaFrost.com or you can pop it into a direct message on Instagram at DanaFrostVitallyU. Until next time, as always, I am streaming love from my heart to yours.